Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast and to Chapter 3 of the PT Side Hustle series. And today's PT Side Hustle is brought to you by FreshBooks. They are offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial just to my listeners. To claim it, go to freshbooks.com slash HWS and enter Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart in the How Did You Hear About Us section. So a huge thank you to FreshBooks for sponsoring the PT Side Hustle series. Now in today's series, in today's chapter, we're going to talk about two different things. We're going to talk about the use of an NPI number, that's N as in Nancy, P as in Peter, I, and that stands for National Provider Identifier. I know this is going to be kind of strictly for the uh, USPTs right now. And because this came up in a... Facebook group, so I thought I'd talk about it and give everyone a little more info. And just to be clear, um, I am not a lawyer. Um, all of this information is straight from the APTA website and the CMS website. If you have questions, if you're unsure of things, contact a lawyer, call the APTA or call CMS, and you'll be able to get the right answers for your specific situation. So we're going to talk about that first. And then we're going to, I got a, a really great question from Felicity Tho. I hope that's how you say her name, uh, from the UK. So we'll talk about that a little later in today's episode. So let's talk about your national provider identifier or your MPI. So what is it? Why do I need it? So you need an NPI number if you want to be paid. The NPI number must be used on all claim forms by all healthcare providers who meet the definition of a quote-unquote covered entity. And this was started back in 2008, and it was a way, it was part of the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act mandates, which is HIPAA, and it's supposed to reduce costs and improve efficiency of the billing process. Um, is it just for Medicare claims only? No. The MPI will ultimately be for every billing numbers for all insurance plans, both public and private. Now, there is something in this sort of why do I need an MPI number, and that is if you're a covered entity. So how do you know if you're a covered entity? What does that even mean, right? So there are some great tools to find out whether or not you are a covered entity, uh, I will have a link to this website to find out if you are a covered entity and also to the APTA page talking about NPI numbers um, over at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com in the show notes. So let me just take you through what this covered entity guidance plan is. So first it starts and it asks you to click on a box that reflects what you do. So are you a provider? Are you a clearinghouse? Are you a health plan? So if you're listening to this and you're a physical therapist trying to start your own business, odds are you're a provider unless you've decided to break out and become a clearinghouse or your own health plan. So you click on that provider button. Then it asks you, does the person, business, or agency furnish, bill, or receive payment for healthcare in the normal course of business. So again, if you are a physical therapist and you are starting your own business, 
Odds are you do want to receive payment during that course of care. So the answer to that question will be yes. The next question they ask is, does this person, business, or agency transmit or send any covered transactions electronically? So if you are starting your side hustle and you have decided, I need to take health insurance because my where I am, where I am situated, it will best serve the people in my area. So I've decided to take health insurance, whether that be private plans or Medicare. Um, does the person, business, or agency transmit or send any covered transactions electronically? The answer is going to be yes, because you are either going to electronically send uh, your invoices or your bills or your claims to the insurance company directly, or a lot of times people use a clearinghouse, which is like that third party, and they do all that claim submission for you. So if that is the case, and you are taking insurance, and you are submitting claims electronically, you will hit yes. And the answer to that would be the person, business, or agency is a covered healthcare provider, and therefore a covered entity. Now, if you say, well, I'm not taking any insurance. I am strictly cash-based. I don't bill. I don't do anything electronically. I give my patients uh, a, a super bill at the end of our session. Um, then the answer to your question will be no, because you're not transmitting any of that information electronically. And if you say no to that, then, as you can imagine, you are not a covered entity. So let's get that out of the way right off the bat. Now, uh, when you have your own business, again, this is going by the APTA website, uh, they do suggest that you get an MPI number specifically for your business. So when we start in the PT world, if you started in a clinic or in a hospital, you will have an NPI number because that is what that clinic or hospital needs in order to bill. So if you're thinking of going out on your own and you have already created a business entity, meaning you have incorporated yourself in whatever way your accountant and lawyer felt was best for you, then you want to go over to the national, uh, the, to the um, NPPES website and I will have, again, a link for that. And you can then request a national provider identifier number for your business. This is going to be separate than your personal. Um, and I, I personally have never put my NPI number on a bill because I am not a covered entity and I am not doing anything electronically. And all I can say is anecdotally, I have never had, my patients have never had a problem getting reimbursed from their insurance company because of a lack of an MPI number on that super bill. Um, that is just me. That was my personal experience. Um, and so, you know, you just want to, again, check with the right people to make sure that what you're doing is correct. Now, I will also say when I went to the MPPES website for this business national provider identification number, I called them on the phone and I literally walked through it step by step with the person on the phone because I hate when I go on and I think I'm filling everything out right and then it comes back and it's wrong. So I just, again, 
just put it in my calendar. I am going to take, and I think I gave myself an hour or two because you never know how long you're going to be on hold for. So I allowed myself to have that space during my day to make sure that when I filled all of this information out, I did it correctly. And it was really quick. I think I got the number in like a couple of days. Um, so my suggestion would be if to go click on some of the links that are over in the show notes for this podcast, find out if you're a covered entity, read through the APTA of what you really need. And then if you feel like you do need uh, a separate MPI number for your business, get on the set the time aside, get on the phone and walk through with the person on the phone. It may take you a little longer initially, but will save you a lot of heartache and frustration in the long run. I promise you that it will. Okay. The other question that came up in this Facebook group the other day is this. If you are working full-time in a clinic or hospital and you start seeing patients on the side, can you see those patients as cash pay patients if you are working in a clinic or hospital that takes insurance? So this actually happened to me. I was working in a clinic that took insurance. For me, the specific insurance was Blue Cross Blue Shield. I had a patient that I was seeing on the side and he had Blue Cross Blue Shield. And I didn't even think, I thought that I was credentialed through the business, not individually. So I saw this patient and I gave him his super bill. He turned it into insurance and they said, mm, she's in network. So we will pay her the in-network rate. So what I had to do was I had to apologize profusely to this patient, reimburse him all of his money, take a copay and take the payment from Blue Cross Blue Shield, which is not very much here in New York City or New York State. I then had to check with my employer to see, am I individually credentialed or am I credentialed through the business? And as it turns out, I was individually credentialed. I then called Blue Cross Blue Shield to confirm that and that was the case. So I then had a conversation with my employer and asking them if I could basically step away from being credentialed by Blue Cross Blue Shield so that I can see patients on the side. Now, you have to have very understanding and proactive bosses to do that, I think. Mine said, sure, we'll do that. So what that meant was I was no longer able to see in-network Blue Cross Blue Shield patients at the clinic I worked at. But what it also meant was I was then able to work on a cash pay basis with Blue Cross Blue Shield on my side hustle business. So you really have to be, and this kind of goes back to the first chapter where I said, you really want to be honest and upfront with your current employer. Like, hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing and having that tough conversation with them. If they said no, would it be the end of the world for me? No, I just wouldn't be able to see patients who had Blue Cross Blue Shield on a cash pay basis. So bottom line, if you work in a clinic and you want to see your patients on a cash pay basis outside of that clinic as your side hustle, check with check which insurance companies your clinic takes. Call the insurance company. Ask if you're individually credentialed. Ask your boss, am I individually credentialed or credentialed through the business? If you're credentialed through the business, you're fine. If you're individually credentialed, then you have an issue. So yes, there are little 
there are, it can be a little tricky when you start seeing patients on the side when you're working in a clinic that takes insurance. So just make sure of all of that because, I mean, learn from my mistake. It was completely embarrassing. And I'm just very, very thankful that I had a lovely, understanding patient who um, was totally cool with me completely screwing up. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and hear a little bit from our sponsors, FreshBooks. A huge thanks to FreshBooks for sponsoring today's episode. The all-new FreshBooks makes ridiculously easy accounting software that's completely transformed how freelancers and small business owners deal with their day-to-day work. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom-built for exactly the way you work. The all-new features include professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds, set up online payments, and see when your clients have seen your invoice. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash HWS and enter healthy, wealthy, and smart in the how did you hear about us section. And it's ridiculously easy. I have been using it. If I can use it, you can too. And now back to today's episode. So the second half of this podcast is from Felicity in the UK. And she is part of the side hustle, and she's also part of the Physio Matters podcast team. So if you're not listening to the Physio Matters podcast, definitely check them out. This was really kind of made me think a little bit. She says, I know everyone says it takes a long time to build a business, but I wondered if you had any suggestions on the podcast for when self-doubt starts to creep in, when you start to wonder if you really can fill those slots in the early days, and when you convince yourself that when people ask how the new clinic is going and you can't respond that you are flat out busy, they're going to assume you're terrible at what you do. Did you have any times like this when you first started? Um, yes, like literally every day. And I still have times like that. And I'm like seven, eight years in more longer. And I still have those doubts of, oh my God, you know, I just discharged a couple of people. What if, what if I don't get anyone new? What if I don't have that patient flow coming in? What am I going to do? Of course, I have those feelings all the time. I think if you don't, it's, I don't know. I have them all the time. So what do I usually say to myself? Well, I usually kind of say to myself, there are so many people who need physical therapy. It's an abundant place. I live in New York City. It is an abundant place. Um, I usually kind of, and I know this sounds a little hokey, but I will put it out into the universe that, you know, I am ready to accept new patients. I can't wait to help more people. And I, I don't even joke, but usually I'll get one to two people in the next week or so that really help to fill up my schedule. Um, I, and I, I don't even tell patients, my current patients, oh, I just had a couple of people uh, discharged. And so now I'm not sure what I'm going to do because that's not very positive for your patients, you know? But I just kind of put it out into the universe that, yes, I'm ready to receive new patients. I'm ready to help people. And it usually always kind of pays me back. The universe kind of pays me back in that respect. Um, When people ask how the new clinic is going and you can't respond that you're flat out busy, yeah, I mean, that's normal. If you just started a business, it can take several months to really build up that clientele, which is why I'm such a huge proponent of the side hustle. So you don't have all your eggs in one basket. You know, you have that part-time job or full-time job where you're getting an income. And so I like the fact that it's a side hustle and that 
yeah, maybe you're building it up slowly, but as you build up that base or that foundation with your first couple of patients, they, they will become, I guarantee you, they will be your ambassadors for life. They will be your PT ambassadors. They will shout to the world how wonderful you are because you didn't feel rushed. You took time to spend with them. Maybe you had a little extra time, so you spent a little extra time with them. So believe me, in the beginning, when you don't have such a huge patient load, take advantage of it. You know, spend a little more time with that patient. Um, Investigate. Go out and market. Try and find people in your area that you can connect with. This is the time to do all of that because I will tell you, when you are busy... I am sometimes seeing between 30 and 40 one-hour visits a week. You don't have time to do all this other stuff. And so if you can, in the beginning, take your time and build a really solid foundation for which you can then scale the rest of your business up to wherever you want it to go, this is, this is precious time. This is crucial time. And I don't think by saying, well, I don't have a lot of patience yet, are people going to think that you're bad at your job or terrible what you do? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, But when you talk about, you know, yeah, I have some great patients and they keep me pretty busy and I'm so excited to help them versus saying, well, I'm not that busy yet. If you have one or two or three patients, then yes, you have some great patients and you couldn't be happier to be serving them. So that's how I would answer that question versus saying, well, I only have, or I just have, Like we need to not use those only words and just words. Those are like bad four letter words in my book, you know, instead talk about how you have great clients and how you're so happy to be part of their lives and making a positive difference. So I I don't, I I totally get where you're coming from. And that self-doubt creeps in like to this, like literally every day, it creeps in every day. What you have to do is be confident knowing that you're going to get the things that you need and that this time where you're not super busy is the best time for you to really work on your business skills, to really work on your marketing skills, to really meet people and get out there and do what you have to do in your community, make a difference in your community, get your name out there and the people will come. I promise you, if you are good at what you do, which I am assuming you are, then the people will come. But I want to thank Felicity for that uh, great question because it really got me thinking as well. Like, hmm, did I say that? And I'm sure I said that in the beginning. Um, And it's, I think it's natural. I think it's natural and normal to have those feelings. And as you get busier, you're going to think back, "Mm, remember when I was kind of saying, like being... Uh, doubting myself that I can actually do this, and now you're like busy beyond comprehension and have to hire some people, you're going to just look back at that and say, what was I thinking? Because I do it all the time. Okay, so uh, thanks everybody for tuning in and listening to chapter three of the PT Side Hustle podcast brought to you by FreshBooks. And again, they are offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash HWS and enter healthy, wealthy, and smart in the how do you hear about us section. And it's just really important to know that getting started on FreshBooks is extremely simple, even if you're not a numbers person. 
and I am not, I'm a bit of a numbers person, but especially if you're not a numbers person, definitely check out FreshBooks. So everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to chapter three of the PT Side Hustle podcast series. Have a great weekend and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.